This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron. I'm Brian Kilby, and this episode can be yours for just $6.99, plus tax and shipping and handling. Oh, damn. Yeah. Actually, what in Transformers would have been six ninety nine? That's like close um, to basic Beast price. Basic. Yeah. Oh no, actually, uh, Armada Mini Cons were six ninety nine. Beast Wars Basics were four ninety nine and five ninety nine. Yeah. Gosh, I remember. Thank buying... you, XV's entirely useless memory. <laughs> I remember <laughs> buying uh, Basics at my local uh, grocery store. Not even like a big chain. That's where I got my <laughs> Quick Strike from. Was like Win Dixie. Oh, uh, so it's not Transformers, but I remember in nineteen ninety one or two, whichever year Secret of the Ooze came out. It was not Toys R Us or Kmart that I found the uh, movie figures at. It was Aldi in oh, yeah, yeah, Chicago yeah. Land. Yeah, huh. that that always stuck with yeah. me because it just seemed like such an out of place place to find those toys. It was like the whole assortment of them too. Yep. So, That's Chris. Yeah. Here's Don. Hello. Go ahead, Don. I was I was introing hey. you. You were wanting you wanted to say something. No, I was saying hey, and I was going to want to remote. Mute. Oh, re- okay, remote. Remote. Uh, you heard Rob a second ago. Also, Hello. Also Matt. Diecast. He's waving. Diecast with his power sword, half. Hey. Sorry, that's something on Twitter <laughs> this weekend. I was giving him grief. Uh, John. Yo. I think that's it. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Hey, yeah. it's a... The Professor it's, and Marianne. Yeah, yeah. Here on Gilligan's Isle. Episode 699. What are we doing for 700? Wow. Nothing in particular. Yeah. When is there ever? Um, I really, we really should do something. I mean, when's the last time we had like an actual event kind of thing at a momentous date or number? Like the 21st anniversary of the podcast came and went a couple yeah. weeks ago, and we didn't really do anything about that except complain how old we all are. We did something for the 20th anniversary. I I'm sure you at least tried to. Yeah, that's true. We'll do something. Nothing else. We'll. Ju- I don't know. Uh, maybe count. Maybe uh, maybe do a retrospective of what's changed in, in the last twenty-one years. Highlights from seven hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's oh, see. Boy. Hey, uh, crap! I should have grabbed some stuff. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. So uh, we're doing it's Elf on the Shelf warmer. Uh, it's every year we uh, do what we can to help out kids in need. Uh, there's a lot of kids out there who have no uh, prospects for getting anything for Christmas. Um, I worked at a children's home and uh, and volunteered for the children's home, too, as a nonprofit for a while. And there are just so many kids out there that just don't get anything at all. Um, my foster kids, soon-to-be adopted kids, um, if it wasn't for charity, people giving them uh, things to, like, Toys for Tots, they wouldn't have gotten anything for Christmas. Um, so, you know... Most of us are uh, fortunate enough to be able to, you know, buy toys more or less when we want them. Maybe not always, but uh, it's just a good opportunity to uh, to do what we can to help out. And, you know, as toy collectors, you know, one of the things that we always complain about is just all the crap on the shelf that just won't go away. Season, uh, uh, wave one of uh, Earthrise for most of us is still sitting out there. Let's go clear the toy aisles, clear the shelves, buy the stuff up, and donate it to a good cause. Especially if you can find it on clearance. Uh, that's always a good thing. So, uh, what you can do is 
uh, you know, find a, first find a place where you can donate toys, whether you have a local children's home. Don't donate to a thrift shop because they're going to resell it. Unless the thrift shop belongs to a children's home, but I would uh, recommend that you still donate it so that it goes directly to a kid. Um, Toys for Tots, we we don't mandate by any stretch that you use Toys for Tots, but it's uh, a well-known uh, charity uh, that gets toys in the hands of kids, and lots of places have drop boxes. Um, so, uh, yeah, so what you do is you snap a picture as you drop off a toy uh, on your favorite social media platform, hashtag Elf on a Shelf Warmer, and we'll reshare it. So, so and we also set up a process to where you can uh, buy something from um, Amazon, not an affiliate link, if you don't have an opportunity to drop off. Uh, go to tfradio.net slash uh, elf, and yeah, tfradio.net slash elf, It'll take you to a wish list that we set up on Amazon again. It's not an affiliate link. We get nothing from it. If you wish to use that, what will happen is it will come to me, and I will share a picture of it when I get it. And then when I donate it, I'll uh, snap a picture and share it. I got at least one thing this week. Did I have anything last week? So I think so. I can't remember, so I'll just go over what I should have pulled. I should have grabbed the stuff. I apologize for not doing it. Diecast. Uh, sent a really cool uh, Bumblebee uh, Rescue Bots Academy race track tower thing that looked really cool. Uh, so uh, that's going to help out a kid in need. Uh, Mike Mallory, uh, I believe it was Mike, uh, donated um, this really cool Super Wings um, robot, like the one that I showed off a couple weeks ago. Uh, the one that's kind of like uh, kind of like a Mazinger Z slash Headmaster deal. So. Thank you guys for that. Uh, I'll share that as soon as I have a Dropbox, which will probably be sometime in mid-November. I'll share that out. Uh, we, obviously, we prefer you to do it yourself <laughs> uh, so that you can uh, share the photos. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, I, I will take – if you want to go to tfradio.net slash elf, I will donate it for you. So If you have no other options, we're giving you one. Yes. Um, and, uh, of course, again, uh, we, we make nothing off of this except – it, it makes us feel good to help out. So, Elf on a Shelf Warmer. It's uh, it's that time of year. Uh, and it's under the Christmas tree right there. If you're watching it live or at uh, tfradio.net slash Roku or YouTube or any place, you can see my Christmas tree that I have back there. Um, I'll have that up through the holiday season so that we can load it up with toys. What else? Uh, there's a new episode of uh, Transform Squadron, episode 26, is up at tfradio.net and on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tfradio. It's Rob Springer's podcast. If you're a member of our uh, Patreon, uh, we do a weekly podcast, uh, History on the Fives. This week I was uh, joined by uh, Bob Moser and Sean Hamilton on that, and who are uh, patrons of the Touch Tier, and we had a blast recording it. It was a lot of fun. If you're a Touch Tier patron you can be on too, just hit me up and let me know. Otherwise, it could be me and Spider Bob and uh, Donvoy on a regular basis. Please sign up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right now, I, I don't think I, I don't think this weekend I have a guest. But uh, if you guys nobody signs up, it'll be them again next weekend. So <laughs> no, they, 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 that was a lot. I have to say that was a lot of fun. In that podcast, I normally record in like an hour, 
I mean, in like 20 minutes. That took an hour, and I, I got to edit it down to like 40. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It really was. Uh, so there's that. Um, is there any editing is magical? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, we just posted. Have we posted a new episode of that one one episode of Star Trek recently? So I'm kind of losing track of the days. Um, let me check the Twitter. I can't check the Twitter because I closed that window. Well, damn. Let me check the folder because that makes sense. Also, um. 106 was the last one that went out to the patrons, and that was on the 24th. So I think we're due this weekend. Cool. Actually, maybe 105 was the last one that went out to the patrons. 106. Yeah, 105 was the last one that went to the patrons. Was it? <sighs> or I haven't edited the other episode yet, which is entirely possible. That means I haven't edited this weekend's episode yet. So, um. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? What's the next uh, episode? That's a very good question. Uh, I can tell you we're keeping up with our impromptu theme of episodes about and involving or including uh, characters' pregnancies. Yes, that's right. We uh, we did an Enterprise episode in our last recording. So uh, with that theme in mind, you can probably guess, if you have any kind of knowledge of early Enterprise, what episode we did. Oh, I'm trying to remember who's pregnant. It's unexpected. Doc- Dr. Flox? No. Trip. Trip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. it's, it's the episode I informally refer to as Trips and Preg Adventure. So uh, look forward to that this weekend if you're a patron or in a couple weeks for everybody else. I miss Dr. Fox, by the way. Yeah, I, we either agreed during the recording of that or like afterward that Dr. Fox was probably the best character in the show and the only one we like genuinely miss from the cast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's much like the doctor in Voyager. It's all on the strength of the actor, John Billingsley, yeah. bringing that role, some much needed personality. Now, it's sort of weird because I love Scott Bakula and Quantum Leap. I think Quantum Leap is an extremely underrated show. Yeah, and but they I kind just... of came to the same conclusion. Like, Scott Bakula <laughs> is fine. We like Scott Bakula. He was completely misused in the series, yeah. like most of the cast. I, I were, like, uh, we were even sort of praising Jolene Blalock for um, playing to Paul so bitchy in this episode because, like, it's perfect for how the episode goes. And the fairly consistent way Enterprise plays the Vulcans in general is just being, like, these arrogant assholes. Like, Enterprise does interesting, entertaining things and has good ideas, but much like Voyager, it's all mired down in the execution of all those God, factors. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to. So yeah. one, in hindsight, in watching Enterprise now, I forget that Jolene Blaylock was partially hired for for um, I don't want her physical fan service. Yeah, fan service and her physical appearance. Uh, but at the time, that was very apparent. Two, my favorite characters at the time were Malcolm and Trip, but now thinking about it, I have no idea why. I mean. Especially when you get the two of them together, they can be fun. Uh, but yeah, like Phlox is the actual like character in the cast. Yeah, I also it's like weird. Travis pretty well, just for like yeah. the kind of fresh face perspective he put into being a Starfleet officer from having the most space background of anybody in the show. Go ahead, character wise. Oh well, one of the people Sorry. I liked wasn't on the show much, but it was Gary Graham. Who I really enjoyed in Alien Nation. He was oh one yeah, of the- Ambassador Saval. 
Yeah, he. I've. I'll, I've. Really, he. I, I used to watch Alienation every week. I loved Alienation. Um, he's a really good actor, but I think he. I think he was sort of wasted in that role. Was just the stereotypical jerk. Yeah, I thought he was going to say Jeffrey Combs. So, um, my old friend Tim Brian remember is op op from Ouija. Um, yeah. So he and I would uh, jokingly refer to Saval as Ambassador Sykes because of the alien nation uh, connection. Sykes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's talk uh, memory lane. Let's talk yeah, about Transformers. Um, yeah, we'll have we'll have an episode of that out sometime this weekend between whenever I can actually get to editing that and when Brian has a minute to put it up on Patreon feed. Sweet. Okay. Man, I miss Star Trek. Okay. So, uh, hey, there's a new Star Trek tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, and and the new season's actually pretty good for something I thought was completely unnecessary. I really liked the last two episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> between that and ten mostly really good episodes of Lower Decks. Like, it's been a pretty good year for new Star Trek content, surprisingly Saru. enough. God, I love Saru. Okay, let's... I, oh, yeah, he's really up. good this season. Sorry. <laughs> shut up. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So, we should have done this during pre-show! Yes. Hey, did anybody get anything this week? Chris. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll start with the stuff I can go through quickly because I haven't opened it. Uh, so I found a movie masterpiece, Ironhide, for $25 at Ross. I don't know why I bought it because I don't even like this design, but it was $25 and it was right there in front of me, so I bought it. And it's a movie uh, masterpiece for $25. <laughs> it's a movie masterpiece. So, I, um, so like last Christmas-ish, I got movie masterpiece Bumblebee, the Volkswagen one, also for $20 or $25. That's sitting somewhere over there unopened still from last year. Uh, at least that, like, I like that design somewhat, and I like Volkswagens in general, so, like, there is some reason for me to get it. I don't like the character or the design or particularly a GMC top kick, but, I mean, I have a problem. Uh, I also picked up, I'm kind of just randomly going between topic and off-topic here, uh, Mega Constructs uh, Single Packs. Uh, Predator and Dutch. This is the single pack one is the regular colors Predator. There's the two pack, which is a Predator with uh, slight color variances like uh, glowing eyes. And the Dutch in that pack is painted in the like thermographic vision from the Predator's perspective from the movie, which I'll get that two by one normal versions. Um, this assortment was pretty hard to find because this came out right when Walmart decided, we're not carrying Mega Constructs anymore. Um, so I never saw these in person. I had to get these off of Amazon, and it just so happened, the Predator has been really expensive on the uh, aftermarket since it came out and was hard to get a hold of, but I found one on Amazon Marketplace for pretty cheap, comparatively. Dutch was also pretty cheap, and between that and rewards points, I got the both of these for just a little bit more than what one would cost at retail, so I feel hmm. pretty good about that whole thing. Uh, let's see. I got some new um, non-F aftermarket parts. So this is a set of um, replacement weapons for Dirge and Ramjet based on the toys, arm cannon, missile launcher, bomb pod things. Uh, this comes as a kit that has to be assembled, and I haven't felt up to doing that yet, so it's still in the bag. And then this is a non-F set of just little um, missile attachments for the Seekers. These are just in gray. They can fit on whatever jet you want them to. They're not color-coded. There's a It's a set of four. Uh, and, you know, as usual, the stuff's all really inexpensive but good quality. So it's nice to have the extra parts around, even if it takes me forever to actually do anything with them. Um... So I actually did get um, another set of Autobot Alliance Ironhide and Prowl from Amazon, and these have better quality control than my first set, so I'm happy that I kept the pre-order. 
Um, Ironhide's roof and windshield still don't line up as perfectly as I would like them to. You can probably probably just make out the little gap there between them. But overall, this one has a lot better vehicle mode fitting than uh, my first one. Although, so we were talking about this in um, the RFC Discord, tfradio.net slash Discord. Um, some of the uh, Ironhides that are shipping now have plastic color mismatch in a weird way. So um, this leg is slightly lighter than this leg. And it's not a trick of uh, like how the lighting is hitting it. Because like if, you, if I turned it upside down, I don't think it's showing on the camera, but I did this test in person. Uh, you know, whichever orientation I hold it in, that leg's plastic is a little bit and noticeably lighter than the other leg. It's the same material, should be the same color, but it's not quite. I checked this against my first iron hide, and that one had both legs the same plastic color. So somewhere along the way, there was some kind of transition in plastic colors or something, and the batches are getting mixed up. Um... Now, with Prowl, I remember specifically when I got that first set commenting how the hood did not want to, like, lift up all the way to make uh, forming the car uh, work the way it should based on how smokescreen was. This one does not have that problem. It's a lot better. Um, the rear end fitting is a little bit less smooth than the first one. I'm, I'm considering taking parts from you know, part old parts and part new parts and making a new prowl, uh, putting them together to get the best parts of both. Um, but like overall, the this second set has been a lot better quality-wise. So <laughs> dumb as it may be, it uh, has felt like a worthwhile purchase to put down the $40 on two more of these. Um, now onto new, new stuff. Um, I got in uh, Generation Select's Tiger Track today that came from Entertainment Earth. I, I just opened this during pre-show because I was busy with other stuff uh, leading up to this, but, you know, it's it's yellow sideswipe. Um, frighteningly, all the yellow is paint. Oh, now at least that... it matches? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it it's frighteningly because, like, just I can imagine the paint scratches that are going to develop in this over time. Because, uh, like, hubcap, um, that cliff jumper mold, overall, the shoulders being painted and the way they have to peg together for transformation... Uh, paint doesn't survive on those very well, and that's uh, even more apparent on Hubcap than it was on Cliff Jumper. Hmm. Um, I think this is uh, yellow paint either over yellow plastic or uh, maybe white plastic, like the limbs are. So it's not as much of a problem as, say, Sunstreaker, where it's yellow paint over a darker color, which makes it look weird and sometimes kind of green. Like the the uh, the yellow color on here is actually really nice and rich and vibrant looking. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with how that's turned out. What I'm not so happy with is the uh, colorless clear uh, windshield slash canopy, which hides nothing. That's very ugly. And um, from Hey Mickey, I was able to get um, his spares of the roof stickers for Sideswipe and Red Alert from the Toy Hack sets for those toys. I'm thinking I'm going to need to get one of those sets for Tiger Track just to put an opaque roof on here because... This looks really bad without any color. Uh, but, um, you know, it's the, what, 12th or 13th use of the Sideswipe mold by now. Uh, this one comes with Sideswipe's rifle and, or Sideswipe's uh, launcher and Red Alert's rifle. So this has all the uh, weapon parts that were produced for this mold originally. The only thing that's missing out of the overall accessory package for this tooling is the light bar, which wouldn't really make sense. Um 
Sadly, I got this in the day after I finished shooting the gallery for Sunstreaker because this would have been a nice thing to toss in at the end. But, um, you know, I can do a gallery of this and toss Sunstreaker in at the end and it'll all even out or something. Speaking of Sunstreaker, I wanted to mention this before I forgot. Um, so last week when I was talking about that, I had mentioned I didn't have a chance really to compare Sunstreaker and Wheeljack side by side comprehensively. So I have done that in the meantime and made an interesting discovery. Those two toys do not share a single part. Huh. Every single piece of Sunstreaker is new. Huh. Um, they have similar engineering, but not identical engineering. Like, is it's one of those things where it's very, very hard to say that Sunstreaker is a reuse of Wheeljack because, like, in a very functional, practical sense, it's not. Um, Hasbro's new jargon partial, uh, referring to related toys. Uh, which seems to be very, very flexible in how they apply it, is apparently the best fit for this because it's like they called Prowl a partial off of Siege Prowl, but that's just because like they have similar engineering design. Uh, that's about as close as you're going to get between Wheeljack and Sunstreaker. It's, it's effectively a brand new toy, which might be why we got uh, Select's Exhaust and then we're getting Select's um, Spin-Out and Cordon to actually get reuses out of those unique parts, which is, you know, every part of the toy. Because uh, just running Sunstreaker is not going to really do anything for you for reusing Wheeljack parts. I thought it was just really interesting, though. Like, they're engineered very similarly, but we basically did get two completely different toys where we thought the later one was going to be just like a retool. Uh, the, the way... The things they can get away with, I guess I will say, in designing and manufacturing Transformers these days just continues to blow my mind because it's, it's evolving at a pace way faster than it ever did before. Uh, okay, so for actual new stuff this week, um, I have Run Amok. Diecast talked a little bit about this last week, um, so I'm just going to go over uh, what I'm pretty sure are new observations I've made uh, since his initial assessment. Um, I transformed this, and I really don't recommend it. I don't recommend mm. transforming this. Is it the feel um, of it, or is it... Uh... Well, so, okay, you see these two squares here on the yeah. hood? Uh, those are white plastic, unpainted. Mm -hmm. uh, all the rest of the white you can see? Paint. Oh no! Every every surface on this toy that can or should be painted white is yep inside and out. That's why it feels so odd in the hand. Uh, it's why it feels odd in the hand, and why the tabs and things feel painful to push together. Um, I I put dents in my thumbs getting the uh, fender and door panels to line up and actually sit flush. Um, it is a thoroughly unenjoyable experience, which is a shame because the engineering on this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, and I, I can see without too much trouble how they would probably squeeze a Trax out of this or something close to it in the same vein that they made Wheeljack into Sunstreaker mm -hmm. uh, to whatever degree you want to believe they did based on what I said a couple minutes ago. Um, so, like, for basic looks, I really like how this turned out in both modes. I like this, like, really boxy square car mode that looks like... It looks old, but also kind of modern uh and it also looks just like kind of average car looking which is something i really value in transformer almost because we almost never have that. that's why as much um as much as armada sideswipe is maligned for being a terrible toy which it otherwise pretty much is i love that for its vehicle mode 
Uh, actually, you know, if they wanted to uh, do this up in blue with the lightning bolt deco on the side and just call it Armada Sideswipe, I think I, could, I think I could live with that. I could live with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like a Grand Theft Auto car. Yeah, no, I can see that. It has it has a little bit of that um, PS2 polygon thing going on. It yeah. It reminded me of uh, whatever that third party was that did the Throttlebots combiner. It reminded me of Searchlight. Toy World, and toy. the toy was called Aurora, I believe. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Searchlight, which I... And you can probably still get those for 15 to $20 on yeah. Big Bad Toy Store. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I wish I liked the way it felt to transform this better, because, like, I like how the robot mode turned out, I like how the car turned out, but the process of going between either mode to the other is really not very fun. Um... Like, I think it would probably help if I went in with some sandpaper or a file or something and tried to get the paint uh, off of those tabs and out of the slots they fit into just to make that part a little bit smoother. Or maybe put some shock oil on there or something. Yeah, like, that's the that's a really big sticking point because the first couple times I tried transforming this, I felt like I was going to snap the tabs off trying to push those panels together because the paint makes that fitting so tight. This was not designed with this kind of paint coverage in mind, and I really hope Runabout does not have a full body coat of black paint. Um, I, I would have been completely happy if all the white on this looked like those two little unpainted squares in the middle of the hood, because like it's not bright bone white, but it's certainly good enough, and if it made the toy feel better, that would be... A, a well-worthy trade-off. I imagine because Throttlebots are not really well-known for their complex decos, um, they thought that, you know, doing a full-body paint job on this would be a good compromise to keep the look accurate to the original, but still make it not feel like it's just a bare-bones, bare-plastic toy. Um, I'm not really satisfied with how that's turned out in practice. <laughs> I would have preferred the bare-bones toy. Uh, and then I also got uh, Fast Track. And I got, well, crap. Oh, good. I thought my browser crashed because oh. the window disappeared for a second. I'm like, I thought you got crap, and I'm like, what? No, no, that was running muck. Um, okay, huh. so I got fast track. I got fast track, oh, and damn. I got fast track. Nice. And I, I still should have two coming, but uh, Target has them on back order. <laughs> um, so fast track's interesting after having a couple of modulators because this is very much more a weaponizer. Um, it's got a little flip-out ramp connector piece on it if you want to somehow, for some reason, connect a tank to your uh, MicroMaster City. Um, but, like, why? Why would you? It doesn't even sound entertaining. Um, but I like the the uh, prescribed vehicle mode. It's, it's very little compact-down like blast buggy kind of thing it it looks really dumb in the best kind of way it has that like you know 80s little cheap toy thing going on which is very much in the spirit of what g1 fast track was um i kind of like these colors better than what's coming on uh rorichi like i appreciate black rorichi existing for being such an obscure thing as it is but like i kind of can't say they could do better than the like medium gray and bright safety orange tires and gun. That's just that's the best <laughs> combination, man. Um, and one credit I will give this too the um, the the structural change between the robot and the vehicle is enough to where like it took me a few minutes to figure out. Okay, 
how are these supposed to plug in here? Oh, you tap that onto there, and then there's a place for those to plug in. Like there was, there was actually some like moments of reflection on this. It wasn't just like an obvious, okay, put those down there, stack these things on top of it, and now it's a tank, you know. Um, so the um, the spare ones, which I haven't opened yet, um, because I got these on pre-order in February from Target when they had that buy one get one fifty percent off sale, and because when Target decided to fulfill the order with these two in it they were on sale deluxes were on sale for the week um i ended up getting these for a total of a little under 14 dollars each nice so for you know uh, my large troop builder purchase of the year i think i'm doing pretty well on that and when marichi comes in whenever that's going to be at this point um that'll be my guard binder squadron with their commanders because that's the reason the troop buildies because of Master Force, where uh, fast tracks were guardminders, the minions of Black Zarek, under the command of the guardminder captain, which was based on Black Rorigi. Um, fast track didn't actually have an on-screen appearance in the Headmasters, as best I can recall. Uh, and I think that's my entire pile. Cool. Who else? Don. All right, I uh, got a couple of things here. Um, you know. I have been buying the '90s Spider-Man figures because, again, that was that's my favorite Spider-Man series. I know people will will you know say it has its issues, but I, it was a very good issue, very good follow-up in tone to the X-Men series. Uh, so I've been buying select figures from that, not getting all of them, but uh, it's no mystery that I got Mysterio. Ha, ha, picked ha, him oh, up. Don. Picked him up. Um, I guess you, I guess you could say I'm building a mystery. Um, and this is a figure from a line that has, it's very He-Man-like, uh, a lot of the same character and just in different themes, but this is a character that, I, although he's not my favorite, uh, it's more for, if I buy him, I get the rest of the set, which will make me very happy. So I guess all I can say is, booyah. Cyborg from Teen Titans. Yeah, Cyborg. Oh, from that's Teen Titans. Teen Titans. I guess it is Cyborg from Teen yeah. Titans. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the good Teen Titans. You know the, the Go oh, it wasn't Go. That's why it didn't immediately click. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna drop your call. I don't have the ability, but I'm gonna drop the call anyway. Yeah, all you so can really do is uh, hang up and leave, Don. Oh well, no, you, you ain't getting off that home. <laughs> Don, you can't get the others because they didn't make the others yet. Not yet, but I'm just saying if if they are going to do Teen Titans figures in this line i mean i'll finally get a decent looking raven and starfire because they, they have not had a good figure at all from the teen titans one uh on topic was that when i was out looking for blue streaks uh which i never saw at my walgreens um i did was going through their cheap little uh toys and i found for my friend icon 45 on twitter the ratchet which i did not know oh, yeah. even existed oh yeah and, and then going back a few days later, I found these at the other Walgreens in town, and it was buy two, get one free. So I bought two ratchets and a Grimlock, and I sold the ratchet for like 10 bucks on eBay. So now I have like $3 a piece in these little figures. So I thought I'll give, I'll give them a try for 3 bucks. So that's be kind of interesting there. Um I ordered from GameStop, like a lot of people did this last week. Um, and then, of course, I did get Gigawatt. I got, oh, I got him. Wait, from GameStop? So you got it? Yeah. yeah I've been hearing more of that today, too. Yeah, GameStop, GameStop had, him, had him online. Um, 
I think, I think it was, I'm going to give a shout out. I think it was Preternia on Twitter that originally posted the, that was the original post that I saw that they were up and I went ahead and picked them up. I got two, one to keep in the box with my boxed Ecto, Ecto, Ectotron. Yeah. And uh, since I was, you know, getting a few figures, they were out of the Alpha Trion that I wanted from Reaction, but I did pick up the Shrapnel, which I think has some stunning, again, the card art on these are just, it's just immaculate. I just love this card art. So I got Shrapnel and I picked up Astro Train. Oh, cool. So, so I picked up those. Uh, the last Astro thing I got has really been like a playset for reaction figures, like just the you know train or shuttle yeah. mode. Uh, they do, uh, they do uh, playsets for the Planet of the Apes toys. I don't know why they don't do it for Transformers. Well, they also do the Snake Mountain for their He-Man line too, I believe. But, the, but for the for the reaction or just the no, no, no. It's just the regular. They're they're no, the reaction Planet of the Apes figures have oh. playsets. Oh, okay, that I did not know. So, um, again, Astro Train, he's not one of my super favorites, but he's in God Gambit. And I think that is a very good episode. So that's one of my favorites. The last thing I got on topic uh, was uh, some theft, but I like it. Um, one, thing I, one thing is when we got Siege Optimus, it was a super solid, really good looking figure. I think all of us like Siege Optimus. When I got Bumblebee Movie Optimus and Studio Series, I liked it, but it was not as sturdy, I felt, as Siege was. It didn't really clip together. But uh, Black Mamba, uh, Al Mech, I'm not sure if they, but they're, I think we think they're connected to Black Mamba, did an upscale version of Studio Series Optimus. That looks so uh, It's definitely bigger. Yeah, I mean it's bigger. It's got some die cast in it. They they've improved some of the uh, some of the flaws that I had with uh, the, the the regular Studio Series Optimus. Cleans up really good. He's got light up eyes. And How he's much got was a light it on? Uh, this one was sixty two shipped. That's sorry, not 60, 67, bad. Sixty seven shipped, I should say. From China hmm. or where'd you get it? Uh, shows Z store shows Z store. Which I China. Yeah, I believe so, but I'm, I mean, it, it wasn't like from a like a random person. It was from an actual store. So yeah, so um, in spirit, I guess. But um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm so I've seen a lot of reviews with him, and that's that's just one thing I had a problem with the Studio Series Bump Optimus was that he just wasn't very sturdy and solid, and this looks like it's going to be a lot nicer figure to put him off in his prime shelf. So uh, hmm. no, for as big as that looks, like. 60 something shift is not bad at all. No. And if anyone's interested in taking a look for at theft, it, I mean, yeah, for theft, of course. <laughs> but Ben over at Ben's Collectibles did a review. And so if anyone's interested in seeing how it, how it looks and compares, that, that's what made me want to buy it, is watching his review and seeing how well everything just slumps together versus the studio series, which is kind of like fit this, no, fit this, and then go back and fit this. And it just, I ugh. like Studio Series 38, but you know. I, I do. It's just not. It's just not. I wanted. I wanted that figure to be as solid as Siege Optimus, and it just tactile wise, it doesn't really impress me. Every time Don mentions Ben's collectibles, like one of Diecast's hairs fall out. 
<laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I'm trying. I'm trying to give credit on if someone got me interested in a figure I hadn't normally been interested in. I want to make sure they get credit because it was their hard work that made me interested in the figure. So at least they at least deserve a shout out. So what what reviewer got mentioned in Don's presence enough times to lead to where he is today? Oh, I don't know. So it it took place in the past. So it'd have to be like Consumer Reports or something. Oh yeah. No, it was uh, it, it was uh, the one the show with David Horowitz, Brian. If you remember the David Horowitz uh, consumer show back oh, in the eighties, uh, fight back. I don't that remember that. Thing is, it was the TV guide that did you in. I was uh, <laughs> yeah, or I was th- or uh, like uh, the Antiques Roadshow. But I guess that wouldn't count. That's not yeah. really a review We're- show. Yeah, I think Rob partially remembers it, so at least someone else remembers it, I believe, you know. I never watched it, but it was on, it was the thing that would be on in place of the cartoon I wanted to see, so I, I remember, I remember it existing. <laughs> I think we all probably have a few shows like that around the same context. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, before it was known as Fight Back, I'm just checking on Wikipedia to make sure that my memory was correct, it was known as Consumer Byline. Okay. 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 Uh, all right, so I just, I just did your job, Brian, and I bought something while we What'd were talking. I ordered Gigawatt from GameStop. Oh, they have it in stock? Yeah. It, uh, yeah it according said, to Blade Reader. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It said ship or to the 10th, or I, I don't know if that's when it's expected to get to me, but mm. yeah, I was like... I have ordered for like three other places, though. I know. <laughs> uh, I'll have extras. I mean, like... Ooh, I can buy I, now I, and pay later. I know, um, I know some of you already do, you know, like Don doesn't buy one to keep in package and one to open, but like having two of them isn't like the worst thing because it does look pretty nice in the package. They have like easy pay it does. built in. That's awesome. I'm going to use that. I'm going to get it for like seven fifty now, yeah. seven fifty more later, and yeah. seven fifty more later still. Sweet. Don, were you done? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wanted Matt to be here for. I got Venom Pool. Is that a thing? Why? He's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Matt, Matt and I talked about this. This That whole wave is like, I think I think that Matt and I talked about, the whole wave is just like a complete pass. For yeah, me. just like, inst- instant skip. Yeah, It's funny, yeah. like, I want Matt to be here for things I get because I know it will drive him nuts that I have them before he does. Diecast wants Matt to be here for things he has just because it's going to annoy Matt that it exists. I, I like that way. It's got it's got a couple Venom characters in it. And I'm good with that. Doesn't look bad. Oh, no, it's I like him. I don't oh, know. and there's yeah. also like oh, a that's companion. All that's yeah. There's also a companion figure, not quite to that, but there's like a big toxin figure that's yeah. in that twenty nine dollar price point. That's out too, which is hmm. kind of adjacent. Well, I think I ordered that from Hasbro Pulse, and it hasn't shipped yet. So uh, that's GameStop, not a surprise. Well, well, my GameStop has it on the shelf. I'm not sure if it's in stock online or not because I don't care anything about the figure. But they they did have it in stores. Talking about off topic stuff, I have this red holiday idiot. What oh. are they? One of those uh, stormtroopers? Yeah. How, so there are what five different ones of those? Yeah, that's I got this dumb holiday idiot. I got this dumb holiday idiot. <laughs> well, that's the most interesting looking one so far. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got three. Of the five um, Christmas stormtroopers, yeah, yeah. One from uh, I believe this one was from uh, Best Buy. This one was um, <laughs> they don't have uh, retailer stickers on them or anything. Walmart, no, surprisingly, they don't. 
Oh, so you bought that in store? Um, no, I ordered them online. Oh, you ordered something from Walmart online, and you actually like got your order filled and got the thing you ordered? Oh no, no, you, that that's right. This was from GameStop. Oh, that makes more sense. This was from yeah. Best Buy. This <laughs> was from GameStop. <sighs> and this one, I had to get in the Target store because it sold out online within like you know a minute. Seconds, yeah, yes. Yeah, mm. so. Okay, so that one looks to be specifically santa themed the green one i assume is supposed to be like an elf what's the other red one supposed to be um he's got an ugly sweater <laughs> he comes with a oh porg. yeah I i'm not really sure what you would but he's got the porg and the one from best buy has the um what's that little guy's name um is that a him. christmas babu frick yeah babu frick that's it it's wow. Babu Frick. that's fantastic yeah so I'm not going to open these uh, because I'm thinking this is going to be like a one-off. Like, they're not going to do this next year. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm hoping... They're cool you know, looking. One time and and if you have year. one Stormtrooper, you have them all, basically. So yeah. it's not like you're missing out on a figure. Yeah. And and for, and for all of our friends that are maybe into Toku and not in Star Wars, it's basically Go-Kai Christmas. There's the only basically, two I'm missing... The only two I'm missing so far that I ha I still have on order, they just haven't come in yet, is mm -hmm. Walmart, <laughs> which... Good luck! Ugh. And uh, Amazon. Mm. So, and which all... at this point also feels like kind of a toss-up, because a lot of people on Twitter I've seen saying like their Ironhide and Prowl orders have been delayed, or in some cases dropped, like my Coneheads were that time. Funny you mentioned that because I oh today... well you did you did especially well you actually got the uh, brown shipping carton yeah I got the brown shipping oh, cartridge uh, or cartridge uh, <laughs> box and I got Prowl and Ironhide which I'm very happy uh, I just got them in today so I didn't have time to open oh uh, you should open that I want to see how wildly your uh, plastic colors vary on Ironhide I'll, <laughs> I'll take a look and then the other thing I got um, is Autobot Tiger Track. Tiger, Tiger Track. Track. Which nice. I got from Hasbro Pulse. So if ah. uh, Chris just got his from Entertainment Earth and I got mine from Hasbro Pulse, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I, guess. Um, I, I think it's just because Entertainment Earth took an unusually long time to actually go from charging me for my order to actually handing it over to FedEx to be delivered. The only thing that's disappointing about this is that it's Siege. Because we're getting all this Earthrise stuff now and I'm like... Oh, Tiger Tracks, awesome! Oh, it's I forgot. well, that yeah, that's it's a good mold. That sideswipe yeah. mold was so close to being, you know, an Earth mode car anyway. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Put, put a roof sticker on there, and like it, it passes really well. I think somebody has an upgrade with like a set of spoilers for those cars too. That's a non-F thing, yeah. Uh, he does. He has not produced a Tiger Track set yet because he, you know, like he matches his own colors for his plastics he doesn't i don't think he always gets pre-tinted plastics for his production stuff um i was also pushing him uh to try to get a like neon green spoiler set for g2 sideswipe as an option Ooh, yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that's all i got this week well hopefully a tiger track spoiler it. will be uh coming in the future it's all i could carry down to oh, yeah. you know the basement there's still a lot more stuff upstairs Great. <laughs> I'm sure your wife is thrilled. Yeah, she's kind of used to it by now. <laughs> so I don't want to... She'd have to be. I, 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 this was not intentional, 
but I have to say, um, she's not watching. The uh, Delph on a Shelf Warmer thing is like the best excuse when a package comes. Oh, it's the Elf on the, it's it's the Elf on the Shelf Warmer stuff. I haven't no actually I haven't had to use that yet, but I will. You're waiting. I'm waiting. I am waiting. Oh, Matt, um, what did you get this week? Me, Matt, Matt. Um, actually, Rob, did you want to talk about Ironhide before I do? If you don't mind, that would be great. Um, yeah, go ahead. I, okay, thanks. I yeah, I got Ironhide and Prowl as well. Um, uh, I also got Smokescreen. So just to to sum up, I've got all uh, three of the Dotsons now. I think Smokescreen looks the best. Blue Streak has the best parts fit, and Prowl is there. Um, that's just how my set turned out. I know this varies <laughs> from uh, figure to figure, but that's pretty much uh, where I am with them. I don't regret any of them, but they're they're nice figures, and yeah, they're good. Ironhide. Um, I was uh, 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 talking to Hey Mickey and Matt about this on Twitter. Uh, Walkie of course, who is Damu Willis on Twitter, um, swapped the parts from his Siege Ironhide to uh, Earthrise. And all the parts that are maroon on Earthrise Ironhide, you can pop everything off of those and slide the mushroom pegs onto uh, Siege Ironhide. And it's not a perfect color match because there is just a little touch of magenta to the red parts on the Earthrise figure. but to the naked eye, at least in my in my lighting, it is a much better match than what Earthrise Ironhide comes with. So, I just did that for myself uh, this evening after recommend after, well, just basically pointing uh, Mickey and Matt to it, and yeah, tried it for myself. I do prefer how it looks. I, I'm glad I did it. I got one of those early Ironhides where the uh, where the I had to you know, do light modifications like uh, Chris said to get the uh, uh, flaps to sit properly. So the parts fit is actually not quite as good as it uh, was with its, you know, its native frame, but it's not bad enough to really worry about either because it just looks that much better. So that's, I got those things. And my off topic thing is I got the uh, entry grade Gundam, which is a 1144 scale, which is, you know, the, the smaller of the two standard scales kit of the original Gundam, which does not require any tools to assemble, is in full color and is $8. And I have not assembled that yet, but I am looking forward to it. And that is, that's pretty much everything I got. Before Matt goes, I uh, did forget one thing. Um, Emmett Sresevich, one of our touched patrons, uh, sent me from my Amazon wish list one of those uh, Tamashi stage effects. Uh, sets. Uh, he sent me the uh, beige uh, crater impact set. Oh, nice. Uh, unfortunately, I left it in the other room, so I can't show it on uh, stream. I um, shout out to him on uh, Twitter for that. I don't know if he's actually got a Twitter account, so I wanted to make sure to mention it during the show so he would catch it this way. Emmett, thank you so much for that. I'm looking forward to uh, getting a chance to throw that into some photos and trying to find some fun stuff to do with that and the uh, Tamashi rocks I had before. Uh, that should be nice to fill out some uh, interesting set pieces with. So thank you very much for that. My Ironhide plastics seem to match fine. Uh, yeah, so what you're looking for is the uh, the back of the legs. Yeah, they, they match. Okay. Hmm. I mean, they're darker than the outer panels. Yeah, but no, it's saying... a difference between the two, uh, yeah, where no, one will match. be subtly lighter. Nope, not that I can see. 
Yeah, okay. and it doesn't seem to be, like, it seems to be kind of a toss-up whether you'll get one that matches or not. Yeah, the one thing I forgot to mention before I throw it over to Matt is the fact that the uh, the maroon parts I moved over to Siege Ironhide just because just because the shapes and the and the uh, surfaces on Siege Ironhide are not as smooth and uniform as the Earthrise figure, they they really don't look that out of place on the Siege figure. It doesn't look bad at all. So it's it's a net gain for Earthrise. It's a lateral move for Siege. So it's 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 also entirely reversible if you if you decide you don't like it. So it's worth a shot. Oh yeah, it takes like two minutes. Mm -hmm. My favorite kind of customization. Yes. Cool, Matt. Okay, so I got today um, Tiger Track from Pulse. Jealous. Tomorrow. And. Uh, yeah, the the yellows all look really good on him. Like like it matches across the whole the whole toy, which is rare oh, for a yellow a yellow toy. Yeah, so that was good. And I got the siege or the uh, Earthrise Prowl and Ironhide. You know, here's my my kit my kit bashed Ironhide. He's got all of the siege weapons and you know the drill from the Centurion drone and his his van roof shield cape <laughs> um but uh prowl prowl really nice like i love i i love this uh dotson mold and i'm gonna cry whenever in you know four years oh. all their legs shatter because they're clear plastic but yeah ironhide like oh the red's very wildly on this toy from paint to plastic like the and from plastics plastic yeah like it, it's kind of a, a a muted faded red which I mean, since I've switched parts, it, it bothers me less. But like straight out of the box, like I, I I switched everything. The like some of these parts that that come on this thing are straight up like magenta that you would want on a hot rod toy, not yeah, an iron hide. Yeah, toy. I I can agree with that. Like yeah, people would people would love that if that was on a hot rod toy. But um, so yeah, I popped off the arms at the bicep uh, mushroom mushroom peg. And switched them out, and then switched out the the hands, and the legs at the the upper thigh on that mushroom peg, and just stripped all the kibble off the tire, all the panels and the feet, and switched them with the siege toy, and it looks vastly better. So, so one pro tip for you: um, if you've given your um, crosshairs a target master of some stripe, um, the hammer missile launcher thing that came with crosshairs actually is a much better visual match with Earthrise Ironhide than Siege Ironhide's hammer launcher thing. Or you can give him two hammers. Well, I've already got stuff pegged onto his arm. Like he's pretty well loaded out as it is. Okay, but two hammers. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's got more five millimeter pegs. You just got to figure out where to put stuff. If he had two hammers, he could hammer in the morning and hammer in the evening. Uh, and that's all I got this week. Just those... Uh, Why have a hammer when you can have a mace? But if you have a hammer, did you hammer in the morning? John, did you get anything? Um, I'm getting over that transition. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's yeah. what I got. I got, a, I got a poor transition this week. That's what I got. Um, let's see here. What did I get? I got, uh, or I found at Target uh, all of Wave 3 of the Deluxes except for Runabout. Interestingly enough, for... Um, for uh, like unrelated reasons, whatever. I was at the same target back to back days. Front amok. And so I found uh, Sunstreaker, um, Fast Track, and Trail Trailbreaker on day one. Um, 
And then I came back the next day and just went by and saw that they had cracked open like a second case or whatever. And there was a Sunstreaker and Trailbreaker. So I have I've missed um I've I've missed my um my Decepticon white uh 1980s uh hatchback twice in two straight days, interestingly enough. So he's a hot seller. Um that is that is I empirical. Think- I think it might be one to a case. I'm not sure. Um, I believe it. Uh, yeah. I can't, I, well, also, you know what? I don't know. He's probably pretty striking on the peg. So I can also see like a kid uh, gravitating towards him and or Sunstreaker uh, pretty easily. So they definitely like jump out. Anyway, the um, I can confirm the yellow on Sunstreaker is atrocious. <laughs> um, put me on that. Um, uh, American that, uh, cheese petition. <laughs> it is um, horrendous. I even showed it to my wife, and she grimaced. And she's not a. I didn't even ask. I didn't even tell her why. I just showed her the toy, and, and she just kind of like you know gave it. The Are you sure it wasn't face. just like general disgust at you buying toys? <laughs> nah, she's she's been conditioned. Um, I kind of so, figured, but the joke it, it was too good to pass up. <laughs> anyway, his yellow matching's a joke. XV. Uh, and then uh, I got uh, Ironhide and uh, Prowl. Here's the deal with Prowl. I would be okay with Prowl, but um, speaking of walkie, he painted his Prowl's thighs silver, and it looks a thousand percent better when you paint uh, with, with uh, this mold. Like right now, like his entire midsection, basically because of like the uh, his color scheme. Um, Earthrise Prowl is black between his like chest and knees. And if um, if he had had silver thighs, oh, he would have been like at least forty three percent better. So anyway, so now the grass is greener. He he's been ruined for me, uh, and I'm <laughs> for whatever reason for whatever reason I'm resistant to do that myself, even though I have all the tools and the paint uh, in a drawer next to me. Uh, probably just because like you know in theory this two pack is hardish to get, or it's just not like it's not like this is going to be on clearance at target and i could in theory just go buy and have a second one at this point so i'm kind of holding on tight to this guy but he would look better with uh with some silver here and there and also a silver gun hello he's got just a white um pistol and if if that was like gun metal or silver chrome or metallic silver it would have looked awesome anyway well that's that's all right that that gun's gonna break real soon anyway so it, it won't matter so you, can easily fix, you can easily fix it for chrome. Uh, just go and get one of those uh, chrome markers from like a Michaels or a Hobby Lobby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, chrome and metallic like silver is it, it is one of the easiest uh, paints to apply to a toy for sure. It goes on clean and it looks nice. And it's usually pretty hard to see brush strokes like other uh, colors. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, that's an easy... Um, it's an easy application of all things. Anyway, and then who am I kidding? Um, coming soon to eBay, I'm sure, is like a $40 filler kit that comes with like, you know, a 3D printed silver prowl uh, blaster and then gigantic filler parts for his um, very empty legs. I know that's coming to eBay. Uh, and then also, I'm sure they're going to do a Sunstreaker filler kit. Because uh, I've been spoiled by these filler kits that, again, like retail for like a thousand bucks on eBay. Um, but um, because of them, I just I can't unsee the massive gaps that are in uh, Sunstreaker's legs, and they're not his fault because he's just a normal retail toy. Like he was born this way. But uh, you know, I just know that you know it's a thing now to like make him uh, a mini masterpiece uh, for just an additional forty dollars. But what um, shade think- of yellow will the filler 
filler kits be? That's they got to match his legs, right? Like, that's the thing. You, I mean, it's got to match the plastic next you to it. You can paint both to match. Uh, uh, or you could, just, you could introduce a third shade. Just yeah, oh, that's, that's the most likely outcome, I think. Also, on the topic of, like, filler parts and stuff, um, Nanef has said there is a set in the future for the uh, Earthrise Dotsons, uh, possibly as soon as next month. Yeah, see, there you go. Well, Chris, I got a question for you. Yes. Okay, with Sunstreaker and Tiger Track being the same price point, why did Tiger Track get the paint and Sunstreaker left the factory so mismatched? Why, if they're the same price point toy being sold across the board, and I'd have, I'd have to imagine the selects might cost a little bit more at cost to them with it, with using a new box versus using an old box, maybe slightly art with artwork tweaks. Why did Tiger Tracks get the paint and Sunstreaker didn't when Sunstreaker is more of a known name, known name commodity for the line? I have a guess on that. I have a guess too, which yeah. that the factory I got the Pantone wrong for the plastic colors. Oh, that's probably a good guess, too. My guess was going to be that the uh, Tiger Track mold has already paid for itself, so it's able to have more paint. Yeah, I mean, like, there definitely would have to be an element of that. Um, Better margins, also, too. Also, since Runamuck is in the same assortment as Sunstreak and has the full-body coat of paint, you could also assume that what otherwise would have been a Sunstreaker full-body coat of paint went to Runamuck instead. That yeah. makes sense. And you got to imagine that the I, I margin's just... better than what they would get with Walmart Target using yeah. pulse and whatever else yeah I, i'm sorry john i did not mean to derail you like that <laughs> oh no no oh we uh, all contributed jumping back on the rails real quick and then i'll be done i will say that i really do like the sunstreaker mold and so i'm looking forward to the selects two pack which um fingers crossed will have better color matching uh but i do like the mold i think it's really good and i will note that we we at least know who is responsible for the orange matching on uh, Haslab Unicron. We met her in that video. So, you know, she was um, probably kind of like very nervously uh, just kind of explaining how important it was to color match, uh, you know, $12,000 Haslab Unicron. <laughs> we know her. We've seen her face. She's immortalized in that video. So on the small chance that she's also responsible for Sunstreaker um, at $20, I am going to give her a mulligan and say this was practice. No, and, no. I, so I cannot imagine that a Hasbro Deco artist would actually let leave the office something that looks like that Sunstreaker. I have to think that that is a factory screw up. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's either it's a factory. I mean, there, there's a million reasons why it could happen, but it happened. And anyway, it is what it is. Um, what video are you talking about? Also, real quick, I love... Um, I really hope that they continue the gimmick of weaponizers. Um, even, you know, I know we're doing fossilizers and they're spiritually the same thing. But I would really like a return or just like just kind of enduring with this pull-apart Transformer gimmick. I think it's fun. I think when the Transformers are designed around it and, you know... Junkions, junkions Rack and Ruin... Yeah, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. And again, like, like they don't count as shell formers or anything like that when they're designed to like be pulled apart like this. I just think it's really fun. Um, it's very toyetic. And it actually is, it is like a cheat to pull off a really good robot mode if you want, because, you know, you're taking a hammer to it, like it's shattering and then reconstructing. So there's all kinds of reasons to like keep doing it. And 
it's really awesome and i really like him so that's it for me okay and for just listeners and viewers right now just a note it's uh we're over an hour into the show and we're still on what we got this week hey and that's because there's not a lot of news uh so chris is frozen on my side chris are you there i'd like to have chris here for for the crap i got why i'm sure give him a second i don't know i just chris is always chris always has uh well, actually, he has most everything I have, and if I have any comments on it, I just want to get his feedback. So, But I also don't want to edit either, so I'll just go ahead and talk about the crap I got. So, because um, I'm lazy, and it just takes time. So uh, I got the Amazon uh, Prowl and Ironhide set. Um, I've read online where a lot of people think that Ironhide is a mess, and today when I started fiddling with it, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Um, it's just an odd Transformer uh, Ironhide, Chris. It's just sort of an odd, odd yeah. deal. I just, I want to like it just from the look because I actually think it looks pretty good. But like the transformation panels and stuff, it's just uh, kind of a mess. Not a big fan. Is your opinion of him significantly different than Siege? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll be honest. With you. I don't remember. <laughs> no, it is a really weird thing because like they really did take Siege Ironhide and just slap a bunch of new pieces onto it. And basically wrapped an Earth van around yeah. the existing toy. Yeah. Uh, so like yeah. it's that's definitely going to make it weird. I think I don't think this is something they had necessarily planned from the outset designing Siege Ironhide. At least not to any complete degree. This feels like something that they came up with much later in the process. Yeah. Unusually for how these things tend to go now. Um, Chris mentioned Runamuck. I got Runamuck. Uh, the bit the paint on it just makes it feel so odd uh the fact that it's so white uh gives me an odd impression so just in general i have an odd vibe with it but it, it's nice and uh, it's blinding me on your camera too because it's so white that's true but yeah it feels grainy doesn't it yeah i don't uh, like it a toy that i haven't i've spent no time with um unfortunately i just haven't had a lot of time uh is sunstreaker so i'll have sunstreaker tomorrow I I mean I'll have uh, I'll have Tiger Track tomorrow, so it'll be nice that makes to compare. Sense. Yeah, it'll be nice to compare the two. <laughs> yeah, so it's not going to be nice to compare the compare the two. Spoilers. Okay, yeah, it's just going to make Sunstreaker seem worse. Uh, fast Fast Track, uh, Fast Track, uh, Trailbreaker, who I really like. Uh, yeah, I I really like Trailbreaker. Uh, it just it gives me a good G one vibe. Uh, not that G1 is the be-all, end-all, but that's what they're going for. So they, I think they did a darn good job of sort of, of uh, capturing maybe not the literal aesthetic of G1, but the everyone's mental recollection of G1. So I think that, that came, came across really well. Um, I've then mostly off-topic stuff. I've got one on-topic thing. Uh, many faces came from Origins. I really like Oh, Yeah, I like that, so... Many faces came. Ah, uh, crap, there's a bunch of... Is he going to have a face-off with the Quintesson? He'd lose. <laughs> Only by uh, two. Yeah. It's a pretty close race. <laughs> it depends on how many Quintessons he has. Yeah. Oh. Brian, are you getting Snake Mountain? Um. Wait, they're doing Snake Mountain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like 75 bucks for pre-order on Walmart.com. Oh, well, good luck ever getting it. They have Castle Grayskull. Yeah, they have, they're doing Snake, Snake Mountain as well? Say that again. Oh, no, that was Grayskull. I'm sorry. Trypticon. Yeah. No, they're doing Snake Mountain. Uh, Pixel Dan has a big old review. It's like as big as his basement. That's for uh, the classics, isn't it? 
It works for both. Oh, I yeah. No. The the Snake Mountain is a Super Seven thing, right? Yeah, it works for both. Nah, uh, whatever, but, it's, but it's much more expensive, right? Yeah, I'm not. It is that. super expensive, super huge, and really impressive if you like Masters <laughs> of the Universe, and you can track the insanity that all these revival lines are clashing together. But it scales with uh, either uh, line pretty well. Yeah, I better not. I'll, I'll, I, the the uh, Castle Grayskull from uh, Walmart.com is like 60 or 70 bucks. That's much more reasonable than that. So It's surprisingly reasonable, actually. It is. It is. And I've got something else to say about something of that vein here in a minute. Um, just a bunch of other random crap that came. Kang from Marvel Legends. Uh, either my first or second Cobra Commander. I don't remember. Uh, definitely my second Red Ninja. This is from Pulse. Uh, what is this? Gung Ho. Just a bunch of, uh, Praternia or somebody shared this last week. Uh, some more of the Spider-Man classics figures that were on clearance from Amazon or low price. So I got uh, Peter Parker and the weird, uh, Mary Jane Gwen Stacy. <laughs> that is weird. Chimera deal. It's not really Chimera, but it's... It's so weird, and I think it was Chris McFeely that was talking about this originally. Like the packaging style is so like leaning into the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, but basically nothing in that line actually is from or based on the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mysterio colors are correct. Okay, but I mean that's that's pretty much just Mysterio colors. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty You're much it. Uh, oh, no, there was an Electro in that line, wasn't there? That looked kind of like the Electro that appeared in, like, two episodes of Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, they mostly, yeah. They mostly dealt with Shocker. Shocker, that was, like, his series. Uh, yeah, see. yeah. Yeah, let's see here. This is big. So I'll... They made Electro the son of Red Skull. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Uh, that so was a weird, weird... Spider-Man Spider got kind of weird after, like, the fourth season. It's a crappy show. Um, so, it really is. <sighs> Kinda. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. I'm sorry, Don. I agree with him. I'll defend it's... the X-Men series with yeah, you. It's no, it's no Fox X-Men. bad. <laughs> so, uh, talking about Masters of the Universe, there was that Funko Primal Age toy line, and somebody that shared this on Twitter, and I didn't even realize it existed. It's the Batcave from, oh, yeah. from Primal hmm. Age. So it's it's the same size, roughly or almost exactly, as uh, Castle Grayskull, <laughs> and it's basically the Batcave, uh, <laughs> but it doubles as a Masters Universe playset. It's perf the perfect size, of course, because that Primal Age line is just a, a copy of Masters of the Universe. Uh, Fifty bucks on Amazon. Wow. Yeah, it's not bad. Totally reasonable. There's probably more than fifty dollars worth of plastic in that thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like vacuum, vacuumized plastic, uh, whatever we were talking about, uh, vacuum plastic like we were talking before. So it's, honestly, it's re it's really easy to make. You were tweeting about that earlier this week, weren't you? Yeah. Or over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to mention this, but I saw it. Might as well. Because uh, people, people are interested. Garbage Pill Kids 35th anniversary <laughs> popped up. I got this on Amazon. Um, I'm kind of, kind of... Uh, fatigued from Garbage Pill Kids, and the thing with this, it's, there's some new cards in it, but it's mostly, uh, reprints of stuff that I have dozens of, dozens and dozens and dozens of copies of, from, like, the, when I've been overbuying stuff for the last few years, so I think I'm probably done collecting Garbage Pill Kids. Um, 
Well, for this season. Yeah. Nothing here is that great. Uh, this this makes me so happy, though. I first saw this online years ago, um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jaru. Jaru, they're the uh, toy manufacturer of, like, really crappy licensed toys. Like, uh, if you <laughs> there was a Knight Rider toy that's like uh, a Knight Rider dog tag, which makes no sense, or... <laughs> Or a Popeye bouncy ball with Popeye's head in it, which is a real thing, and I have. Um, it was probably... A Spock helmet? No, it's normally something that would fit on a card that you could buy at a gas station. Oh, gotcha. I, know, I, just, I just learned that the Spock helmet existed in the 70s, and that just still kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I have quite... I have, I, go ahead. I think the Spock helmet was actually a Mego thing, but... Uh, that probably. Yeah, but Jaru, make, they just make crappy... Um, <laughs> crappy uh, toys for poor kids, basically, is what it is. And, the LJN of toys, Night Sword says. That makes sense. Um, so, this, that makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> this is something that I wanted for years. Uh, it's from my favorite TV show, and uh, it is a mash sunglasses uh, huh. on card. Oh. Sun, on card. The card is beautiful. It's it's from 1981. The card is in perfect shape, more or less. It looks brand new. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's, uh, the sunglasses say "Mash" on them. Uh, <laughs> this was on eBay. Uh, the seller pointed out that this was bought at an estate sale, which is where it's where it's, <laughs> it's going to wind up at my estate sale like I'm dead. <laughs> You laugh, but it's actually really sad. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, like, I'm going to try to clear out a lot of this stuff, but this is one thing I'm going to keep. <laughs> Kim or my kids, one, are going to have to sell this or toss it at some point after I'm oh. dead. So, but, yeah, this makes me happy. I'm actually going to look for a nice, like, plastic case to put it in so I can display it. I mean, I mean, oh. I'm not embarrassed to say how much I paid for it. It's only like $30. So it could have been a lot worse. I'm now picturing Brian with a single detolf with a single spotlight. And all this in the detolf is that one pair of sunglasses. Yeah, but I love this. I love this. So I'm very pleased. And Don disappeared. So That's what happens when you make fun of detolf. Yeah. Very happy to have this in my life. Um... Something I've wanted since I was a kid, and it was much more impressive in my mind than it ended up being in real life, though it's not bad, is the G.I. Joe bridge layer. Oh, mm. I love that one. Yeah, I've always I always wanted this, and for whatever reason, I, I knew it wasn't, but as a kid, I thought this was mechanized. It's not. I knew that. No. Ah. But, <laughs> but owning it, it was like, oh, it's not mechanized. Uh, but it's not bad, and it was pretty inexpensive. The number of G.I. Joe vehicles... That I want, that I want, I was going to say need, that I want but don't have, uh, slowly dwindling. I mean, there's still several, uh, but uh, the ones that, I, that I've wanted as a kid, um, actually now it's mostly play sets that I really want, that I don't have, that I'll probably, probably never afford. But I've got the bridge layer. I kind of think it's just cool that it existed. Yeah. Uh, last thing, not a big deal, uh, but it goes back to... 12, 14, 15 years ago when I was selling off uh, a lot of my collection when I thought that I was uh, downsizing and going to move. And I got rid of most of my G1 stuff, a good chunk of my G1 stuff. 
uh, one of the things that I sold and never got back until now was a G1 Swoop. So oh, nice. Hey, Swoop. Welcome back home. So, yeah, I've got Swoop. That's it. So, I'd uh, love to have the Diaclone. Except yeah. for, uh, what I would what I would actually want would want would be like what they did for um uh type, not Hydra's return uh Power of the Primes, Power of the Primes yeah, yeah, which is where uh they did the blue and the gray body where the diaclone I think was blue and gold it just didn't look right so for for my taste but yeah so swoop and that's it and it's <laughs> An hour and 48 minutes into the show. Of course, the edited version of the show will be shorter. Unless you're watching the video. No, it's an hour and 18 minutes into the show. Oh, yeah, we started eight. at 8.30. Oh, well, I feel better now. Slightly better. Yeah. I'm going on not a lot of sleep. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The uh, the uh, edited version of the podcast will be shorter. The video will probably well, be about the same. Yeah, I yeah I, I I go and do some tweaking and stuff, but I do minimal editing of the the video as long as I can. Uh, get it get around it. Okay, so um, jump into the news. Not a whole lot. I don't even know that I want to talk about this, but it was posted on uh, RFC uh, news desk. Chris, you posted this. Is this worth talking about? Um, well, just on the basis that um. The matter of how Masterpiece version 2 Starscream would transform has been something that's come up a few times, and the new Figure King uh, magazine issue uh, has a little bit of detail on that, oh, kind of yeah. showing how the... You might remember, I made a particular point of, like, why are there these extra hinges on the wing that don't seem to do anything? Now we know what they do, and it's the most annoying, frustrating, insulting thing. So what happens here, this is kind of like how MP44 works, taking oh, the whole uh, ab and stuffing it into the legs, except yeah. in reverse. So this takes, like, the back half of the jet, the parts that can't just, like, cleanly integrate into the robot mode, and folds them up into the wings. So oh, those hinges are for the wing panels to open up so that you can stuff uh, part of the back half of the fuselage and the vertical stabilizers up into the flight wings for the robot mode. Don't buy Masterpiece. Yeah, I'm done with Masterpiece. <laughs> I'm done with Masterpiece. Yeah, don't as soon buy as Masterpiece. Gets, as soon as I get spin out, that's it. No more for me. Magazine stages are basically just um, War for Cybertron series stuff, uh, mostly Takar, Tommy Ball exclusive. Yeah, I think we're losing Chris. We're losing Chris again, yeah. Yeah, yeah I am done with Masterpiece, <laughs> but I'm not. I am in my heart. I'm done with the masterpiece, but in my wallet, I'm still buying it because I need to talk about it. I think Starscream looks though? good, and he's not four hundred dollars, so I'll, I'll probably get him. Anyway, the Starscream thing is the only thing worth really talking about in these scans because the rest of it is just uh, the Takari Tomi releases of a lot of Earthrise and uh, Netflix Siege related stuff, uh, and. Uh, another shot of the reversion to Bominus. So it's like, it's a lot of rerun stuff and uh, proving how Masterpiece is too far up in its own butt at this point. Yeah, Masterpiece just needs to stop. Uh, um, well, Masterpiece needs to take a few years off until uh, they get a different designer to come and work on it. That's fair. Because I think, uh, like, uh, Sideswipe and the Dotson family, I think that was uh, Shogo Hasui leading the design yeah. on those. Yeah, Hasui-san needs to Come back to the line, please. Yeah, I mean, those are generally really well-regarded figures mm -hmm. for what they were, and Masterpiece has gotten so far away from that, uh, and I think it's just, it's 
Masterpiece, I know we're kind of going off a field here. Um, Masterpiece to me right now feels like what mainline Transformers did during Revenge of the Fall, where they're making these toys more and more complicated basically just because they can. Yep. It's an engineering challenge. It's almost like... um, it's almost like a trophy for the designers and the engineers making this stuff just to, like, it's an achievement. It's a personal achievement thing at, at this point, I think. And Yeah, they're also making, making them far more fiddly and fragile. Well, yeah, exactly. Like right it's a personal achievement for the owners of these toys not to break or stress them. <laughs> yeah, and it's a personal achievement for the designers to be able to, like, point to that and say, I did that. You can't play with that because nobody without a degree can figure out how to play with that. But I made. Oh, that. even with a degree, it, it's yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, if you have like an English lit degree, you're not going to get very far with that. But you know, <laughs> no. Honestly, I think everything after Inferno has been has That's... been down. Like Inferno was peak masterpiece, and everything else has just been downhill. Yeah, and Inferno even hit the aesthetic that they've been trying for since like. I don't even know. Hot Rod? I just want to point out, before we move, that some of the smartest people I know have an English lit degree. Um, okay, an art history degree. How about that? I actually wanted to major in art history, and I can mostly transfer and, these things. And, and, like, I wanted to major in, like, uh, language studies. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, like uh, we, you know, we all have these things that, like, what? Like, philology or something else? Or etymology. Like, I didn't have, like, a specific thing, but, like, the evolution of language and how language changes and, like, the way people use language, all of those, the whole thing together. Also, psychology was something that really so, interested me, too. So, like, the, like the, we, all, we all have these things that, like, scratch at our brains that we really would have liked to study, even though they had no practical value in what our lives were going to be. I just want to point out, like, the smart person I was talking about has the English lit degree, is also married to an incredibly smart person who has a degree in philology. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I mean, it feels like those two things go together, so that kind of makes sense. Well, the like the but the person who has the English lit degree is more of a software engineer type. It just happens to have an English. Okay. Oh, okay. And I don't know why I'm mentioning this. We, Actually, sh- I, we sure don't have news this week. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> not as I put it here in the show notes. Not sure why, but Golden Lagoon stuff hits Hasbro Pulse. Uh, somebody on Twitter told me it was the 35th anniversary of the episode. It is, and I, we mentioned that on that the that, Okay. That's literally this yeah, that week. Sure. That's a horrible reason. That, like, yeah, that doesn't really answer most of the questions the, about this. The 35th anniversary. I'm going to stick with my reasoning, which is somebody somebody found somebody found a, a shipping crate of it in the back of a yeah. warehouse somewhere and went, I'll put it on sale. The 35th yeah. anniversary of the core mm. was last week. You know, someone must have lived for that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, so, yeah. These were all clearanced. In uh, overseas, most Asia, of the, like most of them you know, Taobao, yeah. like two years ago. And yeah, sorry, Don's lagged. Like either they had not enough, or everyone wanted these because they're most of them. The only one that's not sold out is Soundwave. No, Soundwave sold out. The only one that's not sold out <laughs> is the MP10 Golden Lagoon Optimus Prime on Hasbro Pulse. So they obviously the other sold out. Have a large number of these. Oh, very quickly, yes. Oh crap! Okay, we can still buy them. So, so yeah, I, yeah. I I think they only had uh, you know very small numbers, like Diecast is saying, because like just that these things were available to even put up for pre at all is weird. And yeah, selling out that quick, there can't have been that many of them. Also, you mentioned um, the Core's 35th anniversary. 
there was the whole thing about the Amazon reissue of Combiner Wars yeah. Devastator, and they if that had been announced on schedule, maybe that would have coincided with the 35th anniversary of the core. Hey, uh, this week also, the Secret of Omega Supreme is 35th anniversary of that. Well, we already know there's a, another production run of Omega Supreme and coming Devastator. Hey, no Robo Smasher though. Well, yeah, but Omega Supremes that was already like announced. Yeah, but what about Robo Smasher? The Devastator, we'll get... one I don't think has actually been. We'll get a Robo Smasher. Okay, so uh, Don, what were you about to say before you were lagged and cut off? Okay, Don is like just shaking his off. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, what else? Hey, Amazon, if you uh, want to pre-order something and have Amazon. Uh, tell you that it's delayed the day you're supposed to get it, like Thunder Howl was today with me. Uh, TFRadio.net slash Amazon. Um, like, no, oh god, how do I say this? No, I don't want to. I don't want to scaremonger. Ignore what I was about to say. <laughs> but if you want to stock up on stuff this this time, because it's going to get it's going to be a dark winter. So maybe if you want to take advantage of Amazon. And uh, while shipping is good and fast on things for the time being, maybe it's time to do it. Hey, but uh, also the time to do is join our Patreon. And like I said, uh, Sean and uh, Bob were on History on the Fives this week. You could be too if you want to join at the Touched level. Uh, go to patreon.com slash tfradio, and you could be a Touched patron like the following. Kevin Dorsey, Peter Gionacopoulos. Sean Bratton, Jacob Owen Lucia, Jason W. Rye, as people are losing their connection, as the connection is failing here on Google Meet. Sean Hamilton, Mike Mallory, and happy birthday, Mike. Today's your birthday. Uh, Jason Hiley, Jonathan James, Matthew Dedman, Hector Bones, Nathan Sampy, Spider Bob, Bob Moser, Rabbits. Emmett Srasevich, Gaming Fix, Patrick Davidson, Joey Russell, Ryan Bona, and Starscream's Ghost. And Starscream's Ghost shared with me like a really awesome uh, kid shirt on Amazon that I picked up for uh, the four-year-old, and she's wearing it to school, and she looks awesome. And you can find those folks at tfradio.net slash credits. Uh, Rob Springer. Who is not here can be found at on Twitter at RoboRobSpringer and at ZoneBase.org. You can find me at BKilby on Instagram uh, on Twitter and Brian Kilby on Instagram, and I'm at BrianKilby.com. And we are basically everywhere. I've hardly mentioned it on the show this week, um, but you can join us on Discord at tfradio.net/discord. You can do it right from your browser. So if you're watching live, it's just a great place for everybody to get together. We still have folks on YouTube and high people on YouTube, but uh, Discord is the place to be. Uh, of course, Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Hey, people should subscribe to our YouTube channel. That, that's a good place to watch us live. We could get our YouTube numbers up. Like, I don't, we don't really do any content for YouTube other than the live stream, so, uh, but maybe we could, or maybe we won't. But subscribe and find out. That's, 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 that's my pitch. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. We're now on Audible, which I found out yesterday. I mean, I knew we were going to be, but we're on it. So if you listen to podcasts and audiobooks, Audible is a good place to do it. Uh, you can find show notes for this episode at tfradio.net slash 699. You can leave us a voicemail at 931-99-GOBOT. Uh, it's 931-994-6268. I've got some emails I've been wanting to read. 
but I just never get to it. Apologies. So maybe we'll try to catch up on those next week. With an hour and a half of what we get every week, it's kind of hard it's to It's hard like, to squeeze in stuff, yeah. Anything yeah. else in the show, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, John, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, that John D everywhere. Oh, by the way, I think I um, I forgot a couple things I got this week. Do you mind if we start no. over <laughs> and go around you know, one more time, everybody? Is that okay, Brian? Uh, sure. <laughs> Hello? Hello? No, it's that John D everywhere. Uh, Chris? Uh, Playwithphotography.com for my uh, toy photography-related stuff. Um, today, I posted for the first time in ages uh, an article about uh, cameras. I had gotten a uh, actual macro lens, finally, for my uh, Sony a6100. Uh, and since I've been using extension rings for years prior to that, I uh, wrote a piece about like the comparative benefits and, like, are extension rings worth getting if you can't get a macro lens? Short answer, yes. Uh, long answer, yeah, actually they are. Um, but a macro lens is still better. So that's up on the website right now. I also uh, put up a gallery of Earthrise Sunstreaker, which is currently up for my patrons at the $2 level or higher at patreon.com slash playwithphotos. Uh, so please consider signing up for that. Um, I don't have the uh, usual preview post up for that on the website yet. I will probably get to that overnight or tomorrow sometime. But there are some uh, photos on uh, my Twitter account at playwithphotos. Uh, you can also follow on social media at Instagram.com slash playwithphotography. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm on Twitter at ChrisRTXV. And, you know, as usual, I have observations of Star Trek and other things, I guess, sometimes. Sometimes links to buy toys and, I don't know, just nonsense. I don't know why. Um, but if for some reason you would like to throw things at me and just like do a general nice thing, uh, my Amazon wish list is at tfradio.net slash chrislist. I think that covers it. Sweet. Rob. Okay. Uh, on Twitter at figure reviewers and Rob Flails. Figure reviewers is mostly toys. Uh, Rob Flails is my gaming Twitter to go with my uh, uh, YouTube channel. Flail throughs. Uh, still covering mostly Gundam there. Uh, did finally get back to Gundam Extreme Versus this week, so that is uh, that is up there. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty good uh, week last week. Got the uh, this week's uh, mobile suit, which was oddly obscure. And uh, what was yeah, it? Good. Uh, the DJ Ser. Oh wow! Yeah, which plays pretty well actually. It's fun to was use. Advance of Zeta. Uh I think it was somewhere in the Zeta MSV. Ah, uh, even more obscure then. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Or actually, I, I heard it was actually from some like even more obscure like side story called Tire Sword of Neo Failure or something like that. Oh, yeah, the we're, sad we're... Th the sad thing is I <laughs> actually remember that. Yeah, so so we right. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that is so sad. But uh, yeah, that, so we are getting into the really weird stuff here, and uh, I am How getting that up. As... Mm-hmm. I'm getting that up as close to uh, Thursday morning as I can every week. So uh, check out to see what has changed in the uh, game every Thursday morning. And if I've got the new mobile suit, you'll see it then. Uh, if you like what I do there, patreon.com slash flailthroughs. You can throw me money and make requests in return. And uh, also, if you'd rather just uh, you know send me stuff, it is uh, tfradio.net slash claylist. Cool. Uh, diecast. Uh, you can follow me on diecast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at diecast too. 
you can like my Facebook page at at reviews by diecast and you can see all my reviews on tfradio.net slash reviews. And if you want to do anything nice for me, I also have a wish list at tfradio.net slash diecast list. In other words, you can find him in bed in about five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, is that it? Is that everybody? Don. Yes, I can be reached on Twitter at HMRC, the number four EVR. I don't really have a wish list up, but there is the Massey attack list with uh, bandages, alcohol, video games while while I'm recovering, um, things like that. Um, So not really asking for anything, just it's up there. And if you want to get Massey something, you know, so he doesn't feel guilty about ripping my arms to shred, you know, things like that. Uh, but that's that's it. That's pretty much it. But but he seemed to be acting so sweet in those uh, pictures you tweeted recently. Yeah, he he was being snoozy. But uh, hmm. my girlfriend was given for her birthday one of those super soft fleece blankets, like the the really super soft ones. And uh, he likes that. He likes to lay on top of the blanket. He likes to lay under the blanket. He just likes the blanket. So he's, I think he's trying to be a good boy, so he'll keep getting access to the blanket. Hmm, cat-like soft, warm thing. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. Okay, I'm looking at Don's list, and I see that the reaction figures, the prices have dropped. So instead of buying one for Don, I'm going to buy one for myself, I think. Hmm. Maybe I could get one for Don. What were they, Brian? Uh, Starscream. I don't remember. No, uh, Bumblebee and Jazz are both. Well, Jazz is only a couple dollars off. I think I'll just buy one. Okay, cool. Do they still have... Um, oh. Is Death's Head 2 still on there? Oh, let me check. No, he, I asked him to take that. No, <laughs> I asked him to take it off. He, he was nice enough to do that. We, we sent you plenty, though, right? Oh, yeah. The 56K modem negative, is yeah. The negative one of those is, is one too many. That's true. Hey, that's, uh, that's, that's called a buffer underrun, Don. That's actually kind of a problem. Yeah, Google's crapping out on us. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Google. Bye. <laughs> this has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Jeez, when are these guys ever going to move out of their parents' basements?